As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The culture uh, in our building is outstanding. It's a new day! Yes, it is! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Wild and Crazy! Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Hogan for the win. We're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. Most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogan. I don't think that this is a, bit, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. And from the Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Flues? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are, the Adams. Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in after a resounding Bears victory, their last home game of the year. Quite a statement for Justin Fields and Matt Eberflus at snowy Soldier Field. Adam Hogan, Adam Johns with you. Johnsy was there. Johns, how about that game? Adam, they, <laughs> they, they were <laughs> celebrating with cigars in the locker room, courtesy yeah. of DJ Moore. I don't think I've ever covered a win where you walk into that locker room and it smells like cigar smoke, but there's definitely, there's there's a lot of reasons to be excited about what they did today. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um. So, let me ask you this, because you're, you were there, I was not, I'm trying to follow everything from back here at our CSGO studios, but it sure felt like this turned into a game that was not just Justin Fields, like, fighting for his future, but one in which this entire team felt like they were rallying for Justin Fields and his future. I'm, I'm basing that off of just how they – some of the comments afterwards seemed like – and you got DeMarcus Walker's on Twitter right now. That's my quarterback. All this stuff. It seems like there was – you know, that this was a statement by the entire team to have their quarterbacks well, back. I think the best way that, that I would put it is that there were – we want Justin Chance – in the stadium, right? We all heard them. Fans really got into it. There, there were multiple rounds of those chants. I think there was even like a "We Want Fields." So there was different versions of that chant. And you could, and the the players definitely heard them, right? So of course that came up in conversation with the media afterwards, and though that's where some of those quotes came from. They were asked specifically, like, "Did you hear the We Want Justin chants?" And a lot of players 
were like, uh, yeah, and I agree. I want Justin. We all want Justin. One by one, they all said that from Jervon Dexter to Montez Sweat to Jalen Johnson. Like, I'm going through the locker room in terms of the media scrums I was involved in. That was the the vibe there. It was a, a vibe of that was, you know, based on victory. But, of course, they want Justin Fields. You know, I think that's been a recurring theme and something that, you know, Ryan Pohl says to consider. But if I had to sum, of, sum it up, like, that's how it happened. That's that's how it came to fruition, just in terms to, uh, of some of the quotes you're seeing. Doug Dyer pointing out, we want Trubisky chants have never happened. I, mean, I can't recall any of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's a good point. I, I, I agree. Um well, it just it seemed like post game there was definitely um just I don't know, this uh, did, did give us the vibe. Was this how how because uh, I kept trying to make the point this week that I feel like these last two games matter. They matter for coaching staff. I mean, hell, if Luke Getze, we thought he had one foot out the door, he made a case for his job today, too. Like it, it, it's just, and Ryan Pulse keeps telling everyone the whole evaluation matters. Like Decisions aren't made until you get to the end. you got to take every snap into account. Today just felt very meaningful for a lot of different people. The best way to put it is it's better than the opposite. If the Bears stunk it up, and there was like glimpses of, of like, oh, no, maybe the Falcons have a really good plan here. You know, they're, they're bringing trick plays out on like their first snap of the game. Like things could, could work for the Falcons here, and then they quickly didn't. The Bears look like the better team from start to finish. I think that's a reflection of, yes, Luke Getze and Justin Fields working well together, but then also the defense that Matt Eberflus has built. I mean, they Taylor Heineke, well, he's Taylor Heineke, but he looked overmatched. He was 10 for like 29. He looked awful today when Justin Fields was able to complete passes through the driving snow. The conditions weren't ideal, bear weather have you, um, but... Taylor Heineke looked completely overmatched by that Bears defense. So if you want to vibe, you have a lot of young players feeling good about what they're doing on the field right now. Yeah. Um, I'm even seeing tweets from Darrington Evans right now about Justin Fields. Isn't he on the Dolphins again? Well, they got smoked today. (laughs) It's just like a lot of people coming uh, to... Fields' defense. By the way, and we are live on YouTube today... Um, Technically, as we are recording this, the Bears are still alive for the playoffs. And this got a little confusing right at the end of the game. Um, but there's so many different scenarios. And now this is getting crazy because one of the things in order that had to happen to maintain it to the next step was that the Steelers had to go into Seattle today and win. They just finished the, the Seahawks off. So the Steelers beat the Seahawks. The Bears are still alive. Now, here's the bad news, and I've not been able to confirm this myself, but I know Jason Leisure tweeted this, and I've seen this in a couple different places. Someone told us about this in the middle of our show earlier, too. Right now, it seems like the only scenario in which the Bears can get in is if the Packers and Vikings tie tonight. So that seems very unlikely that it would play out that way. And I'm going to go as far to say is if they somehow get a tie tonight... (laughs) The Bears are going to go on to win the Super Bowl because that's just stuff of destiny. Yeah, yeah, you know what? The, the Giants, like, they had it for a, a little bit going, right? Because you needed the Giants to beat the Rams, right? You yeah, the Rams otherwise to, I don't think they would have needed a tie tonight. If, no, if, not, not if, at all. If, if Mason Crosby makes that field goal today, um, 
their Bears would be going into Week 18 now after the Seahawks lost, still alive. Now uh, they need Mason a tie. Be just sticking it to the Bears again right. in a different way, huh? Yeah. Um, I, I will say this: as slim as the as the chances were that the Bears, like, were going to make the playoffs just to begin with, it was a conversation amongst players in the locker room after the game. Like they were checking on scores. Um, Eddie Jackson, for one, was was asking about certain scenarios. So that conversation was still alive. Now you could probably shift to, well, let's just go finish this off against the Green Bay Packers. But keep asking me about a vibe. Um, like here's another conversation point, you know, throughout all the scrums. Like this is the happiest that I've seen this Bears team in, in a few few years now. Right? We know what last year was, a complete teardown of what Ryan Pace was trying to build. This locker room really likes e- each other. Like, not only as like friends, but as, as players in terms of what they're doing, like on the field. And Justin Fields is a part of that. But multiple players said after this game that this is the happiest that they've been in a couple years. The wins obviously helped. The Bears are seven and five in the last twelve games. Um, seeing your quarterback do what he did today definitely helps. Getting the takeaways definitely helps. They have a lot of reasons to feel good about what they're doing right now. And I know they're a losing team. They're seven and nine, but. The wins have added up more often than not as of late over the second half of the season. Yeah, and I just think that that, that, when you think about that and just the way things have trended the second half of the season, which you just talk about with this locker room, it just doesn't seem like that's something you blow up for a coaching change at this point. No. No. Well, I think the signs were there that you know that that Matt, Eber, Matt Eberflus was getting that he was building something. I'm getting a thumbs down somehow. Oh, yeah, I know that's how much you hated what I just said. You just <laughs> apparently your computer hates it and it's, and it's now attacking me. <laughs> did you see that? Um, you did it twice. How is this a thumbs down? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So it's that, getting that is confused. definitely a, a thumbs up. There, there you go. Um, the Bears defense. Since week five is one of the NFL's best. This points per game, rushing defense. I know the passing yards aren't quite there, but you know what? The total yards are there. There's certain areas to improve red zone efficiency, but you know what? They're, again, top 10 in scoring defense. So teams aren't even getting in the red zone. They're top five or six, I think, in first downs allowed per game since week five. So some good things are definitely happening happening on, on defense. The statistics show it. Fifth in EPA since week five. Um, if you want some advanced metrics, uh, you, you see what Montez Sweat is bringing. And then you have four more interceptions today. So yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know if, like, in terms of your question, Matt Eberflus, I think his seat has cooled off considerably over the past month or so, even with some awful losses in there. Yeah, I mean, that's what's crazy about it. And there, those were awful losses, but there were also losses that, like, you know, if you're the Eagles right now blowing a game to the Cardinals like you did today, that like that to me is more inexcusable than where the Bears are right now. Like that's a team coming off the Super Bowl with Super Bowl aspirations that's now struggling to the finish line. You know, I'm not saying that those three awful losses this year were excusable, but they were more understandable for a team that was trying to learn how to win and get over the hump than a team that was really a team with Super Bowl aspirations. So, you know, you can look at that and be like, well, that just can't happen. Need a new coach. Or you can look at it like, it seems like the Bears have gotten over the hump. I know that Browns game was only a couple weeks ago. But 
you know, today they not only finished, but they added more points. Like today was an exclamation point on the on the end of the game. They ended up winning by 20. 20. 20 points. Again, how often have we covered such games? If like if you wanted to rationalize those losses, like the Broncos, I know they just benched Russell Wilson, but they they kind of turned their season around, right? Became a winning football team. The Lions, one of the best teams in the NFC, your division leader in the NFC North. Okay, Jared Goff having another good season. Ben Johnson probably going to be the hottest coaching candidate out there after the season, right? And then you got the Browns with full, like they're so full of Joe Flacco magic right now. It's kind of insane to see what the yeah. Bron- uh, the the Browns are doing right now. Again, with an outstanding defense, they just clinched their playoff berth. So at least if you're going to rationalize those well, those disastrous disastrous losses, at least two of them came against legit contenders within their own conferences. Because I, I would move the Broncos into the Broncos, the Browns into that conversation in the AFC if Joe Flacco continues to do what he does. And part of the context, I, I know I know that loss looks terrible. Like, it looked terrible how it ended up happening. But everyone, including the players in the locker room, like Cole Komet made a reference to this on Friday in there, they all walked away from that game feeling like they were better than the Browns. And you could probably make that argument with how they've been playing. I mean, it, what what sucks, John's about the fact that they're not, it's not a fact right now, I guess, unless they get a wild tie tonight. But the reality is they're probably not going to make the playoffs. They actually would have been a somewhat dangerous team had they made the playoffs. Like, if you're the Cowboys right now, because they're the two seed, like that would have been the game, would you feel good about the Bears being your first-round opponent? The the Bears definitely have that vibe, but I, I think they've had this for a few weeks now of that team that no one wants to play. Their defense keeps things close. They force takeaways, and their quarterback, while inconsistent as a passer, has these flashes of just like, wow, like third and eight. I thought he was sacked twice in the backfield against the Falcons. Spins yeah. out of it. Like he can do things like that that other quarterbacks can't. Those flashes of, of wow, I'm sure Ryan Poles feels that. So, yes, the Bears have this, again, vibe to them where if you're in the playoff race, I wouldn't want to play them right now. Like, if, if it comes to the Packers next week, and I'm sure the Bears would love this scenario, like just like the Lions did last year. Like, if the Bears have an opportunity to take out the Packers and, and eliminate, eliminate them from playoff contention, I don't think they need more motivation, but there you go. Yeah. No, I and I I, I don't know what the scenarios are right now. I was I guess assume the Packers just need to win tonight. So if your first choice is a wild tie, that's probably not going to happen. Then maybe you actually want the Packers to win just so they still have something, you know, to play for next week. Regardless, I think if you're the Bears, you just need to beat the Packers. Like you haven't beaten them in five years. For all this momentum. Getting that win against the Packers next week would mean a lot. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Um, now, meanwhile, despite the results not necessarily going their way today for the playoffs, the biggest result was the Jaguars shut out the Panthers and on top of that, the Cardinals beat the Eagles. Not that they actually needed that to happen, but it did officially mathematically clinch the number one overall pick in the NFL draft for the second straight year, which is incredible. Um, and now the world, it's Ryan Poles' world again, and the rest of the league's just living in it here for the next few months. And Poles gets to just wait around and just, you know, I don't think he needs to make a decision here. John's like, just what team's going to be the biggest sucker? Whether that's for the first pick or for <laughs> for is someone just all of a sudden going to drop down? You know, b- multiple major picks for Justin Fields. Um, it's just a re- regardless of how you want to look at it, or what side of the argument you want to be on. This was the most important thing, and now the Bears are sitting in a great spot going forward. And you look at what he did last year or this year with that pick and what Darnell Wright has become, what Tyreek Stevenson, two more interceptions today, has become, what DJ Moore did today, but really throughout the entire season, new career highs in receiving yards and touchdown catches. He needs two more catches to set another career high in um, receptions. He's been an outstanding addition to this team. So I think that the trade back scenario has a lot of legs today. Um, it's important to take into like the full body of work. Like you can't get caught up in the, the roller coaster ride that this season is. And Ryan Poles has said himself that he experiences some of the well the ebbs and flows to the season. And you can't get too caught up in what happened today against the Atlanta Falcons, who could be approaching their own regime changes. But at this moment, the idea of trading back, like you see a defense that's already good. You had another pass rusher, they can be great. You see an offense that works with DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and Justin Fields. You add Marvin Harrison Jr., oh, this could, this could even be better. I get that there's a lot of questions about Justin Fields and what he can do in certain passing situations. I've been as critical of him as, as any reporter or analyst that's out there. His third down numbers, his fourth quarter numbers, his production in four-minute and two-minute situations, they all have to be better. But if you're building around Justin Fields, that's still a good thing. If you're building around Justin Fields, you can still pivot off him a couple of years later, and it'll still be good for the next quarterback. So I think the scenario of trading back, while there's a lot of recency bias in this right now, it definitely has some legs after today. Well, and I think today's a good reminder that, um, you know, you got to let every day play out here because today it looks a lot different than it did this this morning, right? And we don't know what the rest of the order is going to look like. We'll know that next week. We don't know what these offers are even going to be, and, and whether that's for Justin or for the number one pick. But that is one point you got to keep in mind is if you keep Justin, it's Justin 
and the picks you get for number one and what those picks turn into. And maybe that is enough to surround him with a much better roster where he all of a sudden is clicking with more weapons and better protection. It's totally on the table. Um, And on the flip side, you know, if they're in love with Caleb Williams or Drake May or whatever, it's that plus what you can get for Justin Fields. And maybe with how Justin played today, if he finishes off next week with another big game, maybe that's a first-round pick. So it's... It's you, that's what the totality of it is, and we still don't know. Ryan Poles doesn't know what that totality is right now, and he probably won't know until the combine, like last year, when he basically you know put up a for sale sign um, when he arrived in Indianapolis. So that's what's so interesting about this. What I do want to ask you, because you were in there and you were talking about the chance today, the one thing I think we do know is this fan base is probably eighty twenty in Justin Fields' corner. And today only cemented that. And that was wild even just watching on TV. A quarterback, a Chicago Bears quarterback, getting that much support. How much do you think that factors in? Because Kevin Warren was sitting there. Ryan Poles was sitting there. They hear it. The McCaskies, whatever influence they have. I mean, pivoting at this point from Justin Fields, when you know it's not going to be the most popular thing with your fan base, would be a... Pretty interesting move. You can't let... like there, There's limits on that, right? You can't let emotions and fan reaction, even player reaction, completely sway what you're going to do. You can't change your course because of how fans or players might react. But there are certain intangible... Things you have to take in part of the equation. Like, there just are. Emotion, there are so many emotions in football. It's an emotional game, right? You have to take players' feelings into account. You have to take into account the pressure that Justin Fields' replacement might feel stepping in the soldier field, knowing how much love he got from these fans, knowing how much fans enjoyed watching him. Yes, it hasn't been perfect, but he's... He's won them over in so many ways. You have to take that into account because it affects his replacement. He's got to win yeah. over the entire city and a locker room. That's a lot of pressure to put on Caleb Williams or Drake May. So it has to come into account. Now, again, you don't let it change your opinion completely, but it's part of the equation in this. It 100% has to be. But And to that point, if you're already, and I'm not saying the Bears have this worries, but it, it, it's, it, it's come up. You know, just in general conversation about Caleb Williams, if you at all have any concern about how he might handle this market, that reality you just brought up about, like from day one, you're starting with an uphill battle because you're not Justin Fields. Like that's that's tough. It's a little unfair, but it's it's just a reality, though. This is where I want to give Ryan Pace, Josh Lucas, and that pass regime some some credit. They always thought that Justin Fields had the makeup to handle this market. The scrutiny, the endless attention, good and bad. A lesson learned from their previous mistake. For Mitch Trubisky, who couldn't. Um, Justin Fields has been able to handle this market, the good and the bad. The media, media included. So you have to give, (laughs) Ryan Pace was somewhere in this building today. Uh, You have to give them credit on that. 
Yeah. Um, all right. What else should we hit on before we get out of here and enjoy the rest of our New Year's Eve? Uh, I just um, think you have a lot of young players that are continuing to play well. Javon Dexter with two sacks today. Tyreek Stevenson, two interceptions. Those are two rookies, man. Yeah. Two rookies. Um, I, I Well, I just think the, the entire first pick is going to drive the conversation. You can read my column later tonight on the, in the Athletic about that. Um, but I do think, like, my general takeaway today is if, if the Bears do believe in some of the progress that Justin Fields is making, and, like, you start to hear that a little bit more in the way that Luke Getze and Andrew Janoko talked about Fields this week at Hallis Hall. Like, you could sense they were being more detailed with some certain things, especially Janoko. If they truly believe it, the idea of bringing everybody back and treating that first pick for a whole load of capital – for a bunch of picks that could forever change the course of your franchise, <laughs> at least for the next decade, it seems very appealing. And, and I know we, we go back and forth on this, and there's some recency bias because we just saw what Justin Fields did against the Atlanta Falcons, but you can't deny that it doesn't have some legs after today. No, without a doubt, without a doubt. These are huge decisions that are coming up. And honestly, it starts in about a week because what you do with the offensive staff – matters a ton I mean if you're gonna flip the offensive staff but keep fields then he's got to learn a new no, offense no, no. I, I, I don't think anybody likes that idea you know where I stand like, yeah. can Luke Getzey get a little bit of credit for what well, happened he should today? for today yeah absolutely <laughs> can he get some credit for it um like it was obviously involved in some of the good things that, that happened but you know where I stand on this it's probably my most un- unpopular opinion that I have if you're bringing Justin Fields back Bring back Luke Getzey to see what they could actually do with, with with three years together instead of having Justin Fields like learn another system. Like right. maybe bring in like a special advi- advisor or another analyst or something if you want more QB attention just in terms of his development. If you need another voice there, but let's not change the entire offensive system um, for Justin Fields in his fourth season. Don't go down that Jay Cutler road, please. Well, and that's just another layer to this because if if you do make a change there don't you kind of have to know what direction you're leaning with at quarterback when you make the hire you know what I mean yeah like you, you're gonna go all in on what's best for Justin Fields then because you're keeping him or are you looking more at Caleb Williams so it's like yeah it starts to get dicey really fast um and but that's the reality Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are living in here um first up though be a great ending to the season if they can go into Green Bay and right the wrong of week one that got this season off to such a horrible start and really kind of bring it to the rightful conclusion where it was a heck of a roller coaster, not really what we expected. But if they go into Green Bay and they finish 8-9 and nine with this trajectory, that is kind of what we were all talking about all off season That's about the trajectory you wanted. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now you, I think you wanted a little more clarity on the quarterback to the point that you wouldn't even be talking about Caleb Williams. Like that would have been ideal. Like if this Justin Fields showed up for most of the season, this is a this is not a conversation. It's how much can you get for the first pick, Justin Fields, your guy. You might even be extending him in a few weeks. Um, is that so? This helps, but it's still it's still muddy. And I don't know. I don't want to put everything on a Week 18 game that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. But 
I think it certainly means a lot to this Bears franchise and would mean a lot to these players to get that win over the Packers. It, it means a lot to me to cover a meaningful game for once at this late in the season. Yeah. I'm ex- over-exaggerating this, but meaningful football games are fun to cover. Well, as meaningless games go, this is about as meaningful as they can get, if that makes sense. Um, unless I get like you mean. Packers <laughs> tied at night. That's where the ideal situation. <laughs> if that happens. If, if that happens for once, the football gods are working in the favor of right. the Chicago Bears. Well, then you're just going to be like, what the hell's going on here, right? The 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 Texans-Colts game at the end of last season, this miraculous trade where I'm still, I got to be honest, look, the Panthers are awful, but they're playing in the South. Like, I never would have thought that they were going to be this bad to get the first pick. I, I would have thought they would have accidentally won a couple other games like they did against the Falcons a couple weeks ago, just because the division's so bad. But nope. They're this bad. Bryce Young looks like a bust at this point. I don't know. I don't think it's fair to label him as such, but just the way this season's gone, two years in a row, and then if you get a tie tonight on top of that, then I'm with you. Like it's just I don't know what's happening in the football universe, but all of a sudden things are turning around for the Bears. Adam, the the Panthers are such a mess. Their owners throwing drinks oh on my fans. God. <laughs> Could you imagine if George McCaskey did such a thing? No, I can't. I no, think that's why George would. McCaskey. I think that's why George McCaskey and David Tepper are very different people. Oh man! <laughs> Thank you. That uh, is wild. If you haven't seen it, there's a video going around of David Tepper tossing his drink at a Jaguars fan and then turning around and walking out of the suite he was sitting in. Yeah. <laughs> That's just unbelievable. They, oh man! I don't know what kind of discipline you can have for an owner, but like you got to get fined for that, right? Yeah, I would think so. Just don't take away their first round draft pick. That belongs to the Bears. <laughs> no. No. He's gonna lose like a six round pick. Yeah, just that. That's wild. That cannot happen. Um. All right. We are out of here. Um, We'll just close the year by saying this. I mean, it's been a crazy year. 2023 was about as good as it can get for a football team that's probably not going to the playoffs. Um, And it was certainly, like I said a few minutes ago, a roller coaster along the way. But this, compared to New Year's Eve last year, this, this, this has been a team headed in the right direction with a lot more assets. DJ Moore here, another first number one pick on the way. So it's been a wild ride. We appreciate all the support, as always. Um, as this has been season number nine for us on Hogan Johns, and just you know, we th- we thank all you guys for all the support along the way. Sometimes even the glitches, like the start of this podcast. Um, but you know, happy New Year to you all, and um, congrats on a Bears win and a number one pick in the same day. Happy good. New Year! You right, saying guys, goodbye? Good. Okay. Yeah, I can. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Happy New Year. The culture uh, in our building is outstanding. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.